My name is Megan. I won't tell you my last name, mostly because I hate the Family Guy references. Animorphs has helped me find friends throughout my entire life. I bonded with my oldest friend in middle school because of a love for Animorphs. Is anyone really surprised I have an Animorphs podcast? Welcome to Minds at York. I'm Megan. My name is Alex. And I'll be Tim this time. Are you sure? I think so. I think that is a, a smart decision to make. How are you boys doing? Um, I have new Pokemon. It is uh, not good for my productivity. I keep debating every day going, hmm, should I ask Alex if he's sleeping? I am, in fact, sleeping. Okay. Probably more than you think I am. Good. I am tired. I yeah. had to travel for work, which sounds like not a big deal, except I never travel for work. <laughs> and I, yeah, I've taken three trips this month. So I really, really, really want to dig on the city that I went to, but I'm not allowed to tell where I am. Just letting them know that paved roads were invented a long time ago. <laughs> So it's time. All also, just like, we don't want to insult any city that may potentially have listeners that didn't like their city. I don't think anybody that lives there actually really likes it. But I was about to say, if, if you live there and you like it, you're wrong. But sure. I can say that because I'm not telling you where it is. <laughs> now, I am from a small town, and I can safely say that if you live there and you like it, you're wrong. <laughs> but if I said that within the city limits, I would be tarred and feathered <laughs> and drawn and quartered. It is a weird And then maybe set on fire just for good measure. It's a cult. My hometown is a cult, is what I'm saying. That's fair. That's uh, fair. I've had family in your hometown, so I... I yeah. Truth. I've had family never escape your hometown. <laughs> we read an Animorphs this week, I think. Yeah, we did. I don't know if we're entirely sure, but I think we did. No, I'm sure. It made me miss the Arctic Circle. <laughs> I did not think it was that bad. Well, how about I recap it and then we discuss it? What Good idea. It's the conspiracy. Oh, what was yes. this, 31? I think it was 31. It was 31. Okay. Grandpa G died. Jake's mom leaves to handle it. Jake's brother, Tom, is mad. He has to leave for four days to attend the funeral. Jake leaves his dad alone with Tom. Tom takes dad to a pop-up sharing meeting. Marco does a property damage to everyone's cars to break up the meeting. Dad is unyerked. Jake defeats a jar of jelly and stows away on his dad as a roach to keep an eye on him at work. The Animorphs collaborate to attack a toupee. Chapman heads to Jake's house with an assassin. Jake defeats him by squirting him with the water hose. Jake has a plan to kidnap Chapman, so they do that. They were just using Chapman as a distraction. Jake leaves without talking to the gang. He makes it to Grandpa G's cabin with Tom and Dad. 
Tom tries to, tries to stab Dad with a dagger on a dock, but the gang is there as dolphins and a whale to turn the dock turn the dock into a dunk tank and break Tom's leg. Tom gets medevaced home, and the gang meets up with Jake. Jake rides home with his family after the funeral and reflects about the heroes and tragedies of war. Are you sure the Arctic one was better? Yes, because mm. this one, at least stuff happened. But it was all stupid stuff. Um, sure. It is a great foil to the last book we just read. And it is also, a great companion piece to the elevator bullshit. Um, it is also raising the question of, I think these books were probably written at the same time. What makes you say that? 30 and 31, because a lot happened in 30 that doesn't get addressed in 31 that makes some of our characters look like assholes. Yeah, I think the most we get is a... This is for not backing me when... Or for not backing you when you were dealing with the stuff with your mother, right? That was the only reference that I caught to it. Yeah. Because I'll say this. Marco, who is an asshole, has... uh, some pretty, some pretty, I don't know, a pretty big chip on his shoulder to not, uh... Does it make him smarter and bolder? <laughs> yes. <he laughs> that is, is the first time I've gotten he to He is El Woods. That made me happy, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Marco has a pretty big chip on his shoulder about Jake endangering people for someone who yeah. morphed in an elevator full of people, including his mother... The former head of the Yurk Invasion Force. Also for someone who told his mother, I think, uh, said I love you or something, and Mm -hmm. proved was human as she fell off a cliff and we can't prove that she died. Yes, as she the fugitived. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Tim, what did you think? It, it was a book. It was it was it, it wasn't bad. I guess I didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't on the level of some of the ones we've read recently. In yeah. my opinion, a lot happened, and at the end of the book, it seemed that they went, "All right, that happened. We're done, and we're gonna forget about this." Yeah, and move on. It I was did... the same thing we were talking about before about how like. When when we were younger, all the stuff that we sort of consumed was very episodic and not very serial. This had that episodic kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah. And and part of what makes this thing great to me is the serial. And actually, that's that's just any story. The continuation and the progression of story. I don't like the we end in the same spot that we began. Which is really what we did here. Yes, yes, we did. And we had a whole lot of opportunity. Like, not to say that I wanted to see, like, Jake's dad die or anything like that, but you had a lot of opportunity to really move the needle in terms of story, mm-hmm. and none of that happened, you know? I mean, it would have been a great opportunity to do something like, <clears throat> the Yerk gets out of Tom's head but survives by climbing into Jake's y- father, some sort of yeah, yeah. Sophie's choice, which burning baby are yeah. you not going to let fall into a volcano kind of <laughs> Which, thing. like in reality, wouldn't have really changed the story a ton, but would have. 
if that makes sense, right? You still end up right. with one Jake family member who is yerked. Well, no, because then Tom would either need to go into hiding or he would also get yerked. Sure, sure. And, and Jake's father is a pediatrician and could yerk more kids. Yeah, a lot of different stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. I had to I had to rant at, uh, at a friend because this left a lot of doors that I just, it could have made so many storylines. It just... Yeah, it really could have. Um, so the whole purpose is they have to go somewhere for more than three days and Tom's freaking out. And the decision is either, well, we can yerk the dad or we can kill him. Yep. And um, that decision doesn't go away just because the trip's over. Right. Sure. And that's the thing that got me the most. I was just like, okay, yes, the trip's over, but you have hopefully seen the fact that, like, family vacations are going to happen. Yeah. You have a 16-year-old child, is my guess with his age, that's, like, super important to the York invasion, which that's a whole different conversation there. You probably should York when the parents. But it, it's also, if Jake had sat down and talked to the group <laughs> and maybe made some some better decisions about how he interacts with the group. Maybe we could have gotten to the point where Marco could have been like, Hey, just let me break Tom's leg and then he won't go. And we could have avoided all of this, at least in this instance, you know? Hey Jake, you want something should happen to your brother? (laughs) But it it does seem like it could have been a different solution that could have been, I don't know. Jake was just running off all over the place instead of sitting down and like, Hey, let's work the problem. You know? Yeah, I mean... So, I will say, the reason I think I like this more than the Arctic Circle one is because I think it is a good look into Marco and Jake's friendship kind of cracking, which we haven't seen in the past. Um, that being said, the ending of it, where it just was like, and we're magically fixed, that I really hope has isn't true. But, you know, and I guess in that, if you look at it through that filter, this is a very good book to come after the last book. See, I think it's specifically the positioning after the last book that sets it so deep under my skin. Oh, really? Yes, because I don't think Marco has any moral high ground in this book. No, no, no. I absolutely agree with that. But it's when you're talking about the, the friendship fracturing... You're talking about how Marco interacts with his mom versus how Marco interacts with Jake about his dad. And that's a very yes, interesting way of looking at it. But you're right. If the that if the situations were reversed, Marco would be running off half-cocked, too. Absolutely. And he yeah. just did yes. it. And he just gave away the secret to at least one yerk. Yes. Yeah. He's just insufferable here, and it drags the whole thing down. And I don't... I mean, as much as we rag on Jake being dumb, I don't wholly buy that he's this dumb this immediately. And, like, this magically is better at the end. Yeah, it's the ending more than Jake's freak out that bothers me. Sure. But you're absolutely right about Marco's... The way that he handles it and the way that he talks to Jake... And that actually would explain it away a lot better if they were written at the same time. They had to be. I mean, I don't. I didn't look to see what months they came out in, but yeah. 
they had to be written about the same time and they're two different ghostwriters and I could see some signals getting crossed and all yeah that. absolutely um Marco did have one very interesting line that sort of stood out in this book for me is the one where he said he would like himself more if he was more like Jake. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, we'd all like you more if you were like someone else, Marco. <laughs> yeah. Marco is a tough pill to swallow in this one. I also noticed in the end when Jake was talking about how he used to discuss who would win in a fight, Batman or Spider-Man. There was no hyphen in Spider-Man. It just <laughs> jumps out at me. So now, like, because in the same way that a lowercase d dumpster. Did you see the dumpster reference in this? I did not. It's not. Oh, that's why. Dumpster. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, it, Alex, Alex <laughs> Axe morphed and remorphed behind a trash receptacle. Yeah, that's what it was, a trash receptacle. But, uh, yeah, as soon as I see it now, I just think, well, Alex's not going to be happy with that. And you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Can we can we circle back to the fact that the Yerks are putting high-ranking individuals in children's? It's like, I could get some sort of middle management because of the whole sharing thing. But if it's going to, like, totally disrupt everything to lose this yerk. So I have a theory. Yeah. Because um, I also yelled about this and was like, I have a theory, but all of this still sucks. Um, so Jake gets yerked in book six because the yerk that is in Tom is getting too powerful and needs to be re- replaced. Everybody remember that? Yes. Because it was going into, like, a government official. Tim was giving a look. I'm oh, just yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, my theory is that Tom is roughly 16. Um, and probably attractive, based on what we know about Jake. Um, not to say that if you're attractive, your sibling has to be attractive. But I'm going to assume, you know, his cousin's pretty attractive, too. It must run in the family. Uh, anyway. We know that we know that Tom is relatively athletic as he was on the basketball right. team prior to book one. So my guess is that Tom is in a position to bring more and more people into the sharing. He's probably got that look of like, you know, just trust me or, hey, I'm going to hang out at the sharing. If you want to be cool and popular, you should come do it, too. Yeah. So I'm guessing that he's powerful from that standpoint. Um, Tom has his own cult of personality is what we're getting at. When when you say that he's a high-ranking yerk, like, I don't know that he is. Like, he might have just gone to his boss and said, hey, look, this is happening. And he's like, whatever, Frank, go kill this guy. And that was like all the effort that they put into it. You know, it, it's not saying that they really shut down. And as soon as Chapman was taken, they were like, yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> we got actual things going on here. Well, that's that's to show that the difference between humans and yurks. Yeah. To, to quote Qui-Gon Jinn, there's always a bigger fish. Wow. Um, wow. I don't, I think that if, say, the funeral had only been two days or whatever, Tom would have bitched the entire time. I don't think he would have 
tried to kill Jake's father. No. Um, I still think that they would have tried to yerk him because it's smart that they do. But, yeah. The yerks are dumb. Yep. They don't understand family units is what I'm gathering. No, because, I mean, the closest they get are, what, twins? Yeah. And that does not go well for the weaker <laughs> twin. Yeah. That's how you become a cannibal. It, does, it doesn't track that they would not yerk entire households, though. I mean, I think we've talked about this, we like, have. spiral out. Yeah. It is weird that they haven't done that. Yes. We do, however, have proof that Jake's parents are not yerked because of this. Yes. We don't technically know that his mom's not, because she did go back to town. I feel like Tom's, if the mom was yerked, there would have been a, sweetie, it's fine, keep the kids at home, I'm just going to go do the funeral, or whatever. Like, there would have been something. Yeah, drive up Fair. drive up Sunday morning, leave Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think that much human emotion is going to override the yerk. Unless, unless they have twin yerks, and Tom is the weaker twin, and Jake's mom wanted Tom's yerk out of the way. Okay, <laughs> that is a theory. <laughs> See, Tom's yerk should have just met up with Visser Three's twin and gone cannibal. Maybe Tom is Tim Resh two two one, and. Jake's mom is Tim Rush 222, and she was just looking for that spot real quick. <laughs> okay. So maybe she set all this up. Maybe she killed Grandpa G. Her probably 90-year-old grandfather? <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> what do you think the G stands for? Great. Grandpa Great? Yeah. Yeah, no, it says it said that. Grandpa G because great grandfather. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it said that in the book. Oh, it did? Yeah, I'm not making that up. Yes. It's in there. I totally missed that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you guys were bullshitting yeah. this. All no. right. Uh, in related news, he will be played in our TV show by Thrall Ravenscroft, the voice of Tony the Tiger. Oh, God. Because he's. Great! I hate this so much. I want people to start calling me Tim G from now on. I think Timmy G. You have to earn it. By po- it's like Ali G. <laughs> By playing. But wider. <laughs> Timmy G makes it sound like I should play a musical instrument in an elevator. Yeah, like a soprano sax. Yeah. I actually took notes. Where are my notes? <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of yerking whole family units, what are the odds that after this, Melissa Chapman is yerked, regardless of Hedrick's oh, protest? It's gotta be really good. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. That's another thing they never talked about. Like, just the toll they have done yeah. to Melissa Chapman one way or another She's in this book. literally walking down the street yelling out her dad's name. Yeah. Uh, that sounds pretty awful. So. Even X was like, this was shitty what we're doing here. Yeah, what they had X do, and the fact that he dropped Prince. 
uh yeah yeah kind of terrible but we, i guess this is our way of learning that andalites don't torture i mean that's good <laughs> it's one thing they've got going for yeah. them i did make a note that it it is an interesting sign of their uh, community or whatever. There's a word for this. Culture. That's the word I'm looking for. That Axe is just as worried about what this will do for the perception of him um, yes. letting Chapman have escaped. Yes. That said, did he introduce himself by name to Chapman? Because that's a weird. Yeah. He must have. It is weird that they let Chapman go. But I guess they're also trying very hard not to kill people. I mean, they could kill the Yerk, though. They could yeah. just hold him for three days and de-Yerk Chapman. They, they didn't him wanna... and Melissa and put them in the hork area and just be like, all right, we're good. They don't want to yeah. torture the Yerks, though. And that's what it is by starving them out. But they already killed one. Yeah. They've done it at least one time doing that. Yep. I mean, unless and until they get on those Yerk bots. <laughs> yeah. Such a great idea. Everybody could be happy with a Yerk bot. Nobody loses. I mean, that is cosmically the eventual solution is, is genetically engineered Yerk bots. Yes. We know that we were right about one thing. <laughs> so you didn't think anything of this from the standpoint of other than, wow, this sucks compared to 30. Um, Me or Tim? I, more you, Alex, I guess. I mean... It kind of just spent... Most of the books spent the time I was reading it on my nerves. Something about... Just the whole conflict. Just the whole, I think, absolute terms in which all of it was set up bothered me. Like It felt incongruous with a lot of the series so far in that way um even when they do try to get into the whole well you know i've seen all the shades of gray all 50 of them um it was weird that he said that (laughs) it was um it felt at that point like hey here's the thing that we've let be not something we beat you over the head with for 30 books. But let's take a moment and beat you over the head with it. Also, did you know the German and Allied soldiers sang Silent Night each other? No? Well, now Jake's going to have a dream about it, too. <laughs> just to reinforce the point. I did wonder, do you guys remember the Garth Brooks song that was about no. this? I wondered if it came out around this time, too. About? Uh, the There was a... Oh, hell. I'm going to have to look it up now. The only World War II-related Christmas song with which I am familiar is Snoopy versus the Red Baron Christmas. That tracks. Which is one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. Which, okay. Oh, JK, uh, Garth Brooks' song was about World War One. Oh, dang it. I was going to say that we could have... Garth Brooks played Chapman, but as Chris Gaines. I was going to say it would have to be Chris Gaines. Yes. Also, the Silent Night thing, Meg, yeah. 
was World War One. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The song was the, but his grandfather fought in World War Two. Yeah, which was the other reason that didn't make a lot of right. sense to me. But it did come out in 97. I think this book came out in 99. So it would have been relatively new. All I remember is my yeah. father listened to this song, which is Bella Wood. A lot. I don't think I know that song. I'm sure I must have heard it, but it no longer resides in my memory. And I am okay with that. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. I love Garth Brooks. It's I, all good. You know what? I'm, I'm a Garth Brooks fan. I would say that... Garth Brooks was the last great country music singer. Okay, those are fighting words, but that's okay. We're going to move on from those. Reba McIntyre owns all the end. Uh, Tremors is one of my favorite movies. If not my favorite movie. I have almost no country music related opinions, but Reba McIntyre is the best, is the one and only. I also really like her daughter-in-law. Did not know she had one. She is also a famous singer. It is Kelly Clarkson. Oh, oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm full of pop culture tidbits. <laughs> How would you guys pass eight hours in the car? Well, let's go. Pokemon. Eight hours in the car in 99. Pokemon. Eight hours in the car in 2019. Whoa. Pokemon. I just actually false. I would be the one driving because I'm a bit of a control freak, no. sort of, <laughs> and also get super fucking car sick if I'm not the one driving. Uh, I just did some traveling for business, and I spent the whole time listening to the Adventure Zone Amnesty. So but podcasts what if you weren't driving, sleeping. Yeah. So I'm not throwing up. Depending on who I'm riding with. Probably still listening to podcasts. Yeah, I mean, podcasts and or music. I do have a couple of very good car music uh, playlists that I keep maintained that are just straight fire, if I may say so myself. (laughs) And I may. In 99, Tim, what would you have done in a car for eight hours? I am trying to remember which handheld gaming device I would have had in 99. A Game Boy or a, uh, a Sega. Is that a Game Gear? Game Gear? Uh, I would have been playing one or both of those. I imagine I probably had passed the Game Boy on by '99. It had to have been the Game Gear. Well, it would have been a Game Boy Color if it were oh, a Game yeah. Boy. Potentially. I didn't have a Game Boy Color. Here's the problem with a Game Gear on an eight-hour car trip. That is six times three. At least 27 AA batteries. <laughs> At least? I've been listening to the Game of Thrones books on my car rides. I just had I... two business trips, so. That is, I, those books, there seems like there's a lot going on in those books. There is a lot going on in those yeah. books. Can you read in the car? Me? Yeah. I don't get car sick, yeah, I'm good. Oh no, I'm I'm awful and it's quick. I can't read in the car, so it has to be an audio medium. No. Yeah. Hey, you know what would be a great a great way to fill an eight hour car ride in twenty nineteen? John Hodgman's medallion status, which is right at eight hours long in audiobook form. Yeah, but 
I listen to audiobooks at 1.75 because otherwise they sound okay. like this. So, well, it depends, but in the case of Medallion Status, I don't disagree with you on a lot of things. Medallion Status is read by Hodgman and it is so much in his own voice that it works at normal speed. So, I tried listening. We've had this conversation about the 1.5 podcasts. And I tried it, and I wanted to throw the, my phone in the trash. Okay, but if you do it at 1.5 for a few minutes, and then you knock it down to 1.25, it doesn't seem so bad. All right, And then I'll if give you, you bump it up to 1.75, and then you bump it down to 1.5, you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. 1.5 to 1.75 sounds like normal conversation to me. Uh, it was I cannot, I cannot do podcasts at i don't listen speeds. to podcasts at a, at a higher speed yeah for the most part um there was one book that i bumped up to like 2.5 because i was like i think i had to read it for something and i was like this is awful and there's a lot of books where they do talk quicker and i can't listen more than 1.5 there there is one audiobook narrator who i will tell you after this thing because i'm not going to say anybody's names that i could honestly see myself turning it to 1.75 and enjoying this narrator i wonder if it's the same one that i'm thinking of because there is definitely one that i know we have probably both listened to yeah uh, uh, that i had to listen at 1.75 to not just like walk away from it forever yeah i listen to most books around 1.75 these days but it also helps it go from 44 hours to a lot less like around 30 i think yeah that makes sense yeah have you ever listened to the good Google Play read the Animorphs book? No, I haven't. No. It does sound Barf fun. Barf-Ed. Tom Barf-Ed. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. She lived down the street. <laughs> Did she now? Okay. So it's like having a sixth grader read Shakespeare is what I'm Yeah, doing. I really appreciate it too. Cannot release those audiobooks soon enough. Yeah. Okay. I highlighted, at one point, Jake goes, I'm the leader of this group. It felt weird to me, and maybe, like, the first time that he was, like... Yes. Like, confidently, or more arrogantly, maybe, in the situation. Actually, more, like, desperate. I don't know. Yeah. But it's probably the first time he hasn't, like, begrudgingly gone, yeah, I guess I'm the leader. Yeah, like, his normal speed is, I did not ask for this, but I understand I have to do it. Right. This was a... Nah, shut up, guys. Let me have my way. It was whatever, any foothold he could find in the argument. Yeah, trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, it was shortly after Marco said, "Yeah, I'd be, I'd like myself more if I was you." Um, most people in this book are kind of sidelined. Jake, yeah. Marco, yeah. and Axe are kind of the three main, and even Axe is, is kind of sidelined. I think that's another thing that bugged me about this one, especially in proximity to thirty. Because we sidelined, I mean, we're sidelining the girls. Yeah. Yes. Let's just be honest about it. We're sidelining Cassie and Rachel yeah. consistently in these books. And there was, like, no time given to Cassie's descent. From, no. You know what I'm saying? It just glazed right over it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just seemed like she a bigger deal than that. She didn't even talk much at all, like, during the conversation. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't even vote. She didn't put any commentary out on that you know what yeah i don't like this book for that reason yeah i forgot that they got sidelined quite a bit in the last book too 
I mean, the only the only Rachel content we get other than a she likes to fight and is all for bloodlust was, and she got very mad that people stole things out of a locker in the mall. Yeah, which to be fair, that is shitty. Yes, <laughs> but <clears throat> Tobias gets kind of the shining moral moment of this, and it is even put in like that Cassie looked upset that she hadn't come up with that first, yeah. and it was like Cassie hasn't. Sp- said more than three words yeah and it's again i know i keep coming back to this but i think it is this kind of thing that is why this one bothered me so much that makes sense this is a completely different tobias than the last book yeah and that's different than the tobias that we had in megamorph 3 which was the one we read before yeah like why is tobias angry at marco but Supportive of Jake in virtually the same situation. I don't think that Tobias is supportive. He's the one yeah. who comes back with the, no, we have to do this and here's why we have to yes. do this and here's how we'll do it. He's the one who, during the vote, swung it for Jake. He did, Even though he found he a nice sort of, yeah. like a like a middle of the fence way of saying it. Yeah. You know, why he was he against it with Marco? I don't remember I mean, that's the thing. It was just, uh, yeah, and Tobias brooded the whole time. He flew away from me. Like, we don't get any... Tobias never says much even in it. And just beyond... Yeah, Hey, Jake told me I was the one making the calls, Marco. Yeah. Yeah. And it was never a Tobias focused on this is how we're going to save the parent because it's the right thing to do. Although that was the focus during the conversation in this one. Yeah. And the only difference was that parent had a yerk, and this parent did not. Um, no, that's not the only difference. We were talking about a dead parent, theoretically, versus an alive parent. Yeah, I mean, the world it was thinks plausible that... dead. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't affect. I mean, she's still alive. Oh, I thought you. Meant we were talking about in this case. It's not. Does Jake's father get yerked or not? Oh, it's, no. Does Jake's, Jake's father get yerked or? Dead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's what I was saying. Like the the protection of the life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this entire conversation, and she says, "Like Jake." That's about all she says. Yeah. Now you said three words, and I yeah. think three words that's is pretty accurate. Maybe one word more than she actually gets yeah. out. I mean, it is a crucial question, one that I feel like they've kind of done, even before 30, you know, one life versus humanity, versus or, basically yeah. their, you know. Yeah, one life versus our secret getting out. Yeah. In yeah, I mean, we, We're kind it's of the trolley the problem. Yeah. It is. It absolutely Which we had and back in 19 as well. Exactly. I was about to say Cassie and the Yurk. Yes. Like it's the exact same. So theoretically speaking, Rachel at some point should have the question of, do I tell someone yeah. that is Yurked or not? Oh, I looked up what the next book is. Oh, did you? Like I read I read the description. I always read the description of the next one after I finish it. I cannot wait for this next book, speaking of yeah. Rachel. Take your headphones off for a second, Tim. Okay. 
What's really great is it's definitely not... Cover your mouth. It's definitely not ghost-written. Excellent. That makes it so much better. Yes, I did not know that. It's my favorite part watching y'all. It's like y'all are (laughs) one step away from giving each other baseball signs while we do this. I always think tennis doubles. (laughs) Alex walks out to the mound with his his glove covering his face so that they can't see the How many How many uh, baseballmen do you think in that position first say... Luke, I am your father. <laughs> they definitely say that at some point in the career. Yes. <clears throat> so, based on Tobias's argument, I think we can safely believe that the Animorphs believe that no other parent is yurked. None of their parents. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where we've been sitting at for a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Not something that they ever really debate about, but I guess it's kind of the first time there's an argument that makes me go, okay. I still stand by, if any of their parents are yurked, it should be Cassie's mom. Oh, totes. Wait, are, you're saying that if anybody is worth... If they were if, smart, they would oh, yurk okay. Cassie's mom. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell if you meant if, the, if one of them already is. If one of them already is, it should be Cassie's yeah. mom. Like, strategically, okay. if they're trying to track down Animorphs, yeah. after their romp through Six Flags, yeah. they should have yerked the staff there, especially the staff who handles animals. Yep, that's true. And as many times as she has been called out to animal sites after their fights, her. they should have grabbed her then at some point and yerked her then. This makes yeah. sense. If Visser 3 were not an idiot, Cassie's mother would be yerked. Yeah. Because Rachel's mom is a lawyer, and nobody really wants a lawyer around. Um, <laughs> Rachel's mom's a lawyer. No one would know the difference. Exactly. And her dad is not in the city. He's the weatherman, right? Yes. Yes. Um, but, I th- you know, yeah, it's weird that, like... The animals think that this is done, especially as I think Tim said, you know, pediatrician. Like, you go in for a sore throat, you come out with an ear full of yerk. Mm. A lollipop and a yerk. Yeah. I went to get my flu shot recently. And as we were finishing up, the uh, pharmacist turns to me and says, now hang on, I've got something for you. And all I could think is... Please let it be a lollipop. Please let it be a lollipop. <laughs> was it? It was. It was not. It was the list of potential side effects. <laughs> That's not as fun. A little card that says, "Yes, you've gotten your." Oh man, do you think there? Have we had the conversation of? Do you think there's a Y two K book? Um, I honestly don't remember, but I would like to imagine that there is a book where, like, they've got to find and reset the clock on the time matrix. Oh, that's great. Because IBM programmed the time matrix? Yes. <laughs> hey, we've established in canon that uh, that uh, Bill Gates got help from Elfanger. That's true. This is true. It's true. 36 is November of 99. Okay. Cool. And they came out monthly? Uh, yes. I don't know. At this point, they might have been two a month. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Quicker than monthly. 
Yeah. I don't remember they're going to two a month. Yeah, they were at two a month for a long time. They did it after their huh. rebirth storyline. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <sighs> there are only like two books that I read left at twice a month. I'm ready for them to go back to once a no. month. Do you want to see something? Hey, what if they could morph Pokemon? What Pokemon do we think each of them would want to morph? Geodude. would take the sexy black lizard. Them. I thought we were talking about us. And I would take Geodude. Okay, curious. Why Geodude and not Graveler or Golem? Because I can remember one Pokemon (laughs) and it's Geodude. Would you want to be Cantonian Geodude or Alolan Geodude? Shiny. Cantonian? Or be shiny. Well, you could be shiny of either. No, I think it's only shiny of Alolan. No, they can both be shiny. these are a lot of words. I don't know what's going on anymore, but Cantonian sounds like he would speak... Okay, so... Hold! Stop. No longer talking Pokemon. (laughs) The conspiracy came out in June. The... Reunion came out in May. Uh, no, they were at once a month. I know at some point they went to twice. Also, do we feel like the fact that this book's called The Conspiracy and on the front Jake morphs a bird is somehow predictive of Magic Tavern and Usador who is born of a conspiracy of birds? No. Maybe. I think it's pretty much know. a retelling of the same story. What is no, the conspiracy in this book? They're all shapeshifters. That's the conspiracy? Are you guys having a different conversation and not talking about it? They are Chunt and Usador. Oh my god. Tim has fallen down a Chunt hole. (laughs) Uh, I think the conspiracy is simply the plot to put out a hit on Jake's dad. Can we talk about that? Because, like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) They were just going to do a drive-by. For fuck's sake, Yerks, you're not even good at this. Uh, A drive-by in the day. I'm not 100% sure that the guy with the gun was even a Yerk. I'm telling you, it was just a guy named Frank that somebody knew (laughs) and was willing to do it. The knew. Yeah. This has got a gun. (laughs) And was foiled by being sprayed with a, with a water, water hose. hose. Literally, the thing you do to get your cat off a bookcase. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> you bring in your garden wait, wait, wait. hose and no, spray, you spray your bookcase? Squirt bottle. You squirt the cat. <laughs> get out, cat. Not the same thing. It, he did not go up to the car and was like, whoops. <laughs> Pretty much did. He was like, oh, my bad. He tied the garden hose and he went, whoosh. <laughs> what did he go like? <laughs> Not doing it again. She made like this rainbow move with her hand <laughs> while she was doing that. You clearly never had it stuck where you're like having to pull it out. Do you garden? Do you do gardening work? What is this? No. Space? Nothing. No, that requires being in the outdoors. Yeah. I don't uh, garden either, but I have played with the garden hose. <laughs> I have shot a guy who with the garden hose who was trying to shoot me before, coincidentally. I shot a guy in Reno. <laughs> yeah, just, just to watch him die. <laughs> just to watch him die. But no, I, I, I love that movie. It's just like, basically like, oh, you're going to shoot my... Yeah, no, you're not. You're wet now. Not only that, he like fell off the roof. Yeah. It's such a dumb book. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like, I'm watching this in my head and I love it and I would have laughed so hard and would have enjoyed it 
immensely on TV. And there's like a little girl looking out her window and she can see him morphing, maybe, but she's not really paying attention. Yeah. Hanging from the sharp, rusty gutter. Like, has Jake had a tetanus shot? Does tetanus go away when you morph? Or is tetanus one of those weird diseases that morphs with you? And those are some powerful gutters. I don't know that there's... Those a... are some very strong gutters. Yeah, I don't think there's a gutter around that could hold a human person. Even halfway through more, probably. <laughs> Just roll off the roof and... Hey, Dad, I'm going to finish gardening for you. Oh. <laughs> Guess his dad didn't hear him fall. Yeah. <laughs> Jake just stands up from inside the shrubbery. (laughs) This is where I nap. What are you talking about? He emerges like a reverse Homer Simpson (laughs) Hi, Dad. Let me get that for you. What? Why am I in the shrub? Oh, I, uh... Dropped uh, a coin back here. Knee, knee, knee. Um... Jake probably would appreciate your Simpson humor. So would Jake's dad. Jake's dad probably loved that movie. I bet Jake's dad has cassette tapes of prank phone call bits from radio shows in his car to listen to. (laughs) Is that what you think when you think pediatrician? That's what I think when I think dad road trip. Is this the confirmation that we get that Rachel's dad and and Jake's dad are... I know we've talked about it before, but I think this is actually where the confirmation comes in. Um, It definitely confirms that she's related to Jake's dad. Yeah. I don't remember if it says it's her father's brother. Um, Or if it's just, I'm not related to his mother. No, because when, when the cousin... There was something during the cousin stuff. Mm. I know that uh, all I remember is this book, her saying that it's on Jake's dad's side. I don't yeah. remember. Well, maybe else. maybe add it up with the when stuff Skyler, of the David trilogy. When s- that, was that the cousin's name? Yes. When they were visiting him, her mom didn't come because she was not technically related. Or something. It was something like that. Gotcha. Then yes, this gives us the other side yeah. of the equation. Which means Jake's dad is Jewish. Or was Jewish. Or, you know, who knows what they practice. Basketball, mostly. (laughs) Fair. Medicine also would have been an appropriate answer. Yes. (laughs) That's true. That would have been the full points, but basketball gets you a few. Sort of like a two-pointer instead (laughs) of a three. Yep, exactly. There you go. That's it. That's my annual sports joke. (laughs) Hope you all enjoyed it. All right. I think I can get enough of a conversation about this book out of all this. And Is there anything else? No. I do worry about Axe, but outside of that. I will say this. I hope in the next book we get like twice the normal amount of Rachel. There has not been enough Rachel. There has not. And I'm really bummed that how much they got sidelined in the last two books. To quote a 90s ad campaign or paraphrase, double your Rachel, double your fun. That is the statement of a great mint. Tim, you got anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. You want to work in some double bubble references or bazooka, maybe? I need to start my Chapman. I haven't done my Chapman wiki yet. Chapman casting wiki. (laughs) 
I've got to start that. I think for this one, we uh, who's the fuck up in the uh, the fuck up in the Corleone family? Is that Tito? F- wasn't it Fredo? Fredo. Yeah. Who played Fredo? That's who's Chapman this week. Oh no, I th- it was Chris Gaines, wasn't it? Weren't we gonna go Chris Gaines? Were we? I think so. I thought I like the Jake idea of Fredo by Chris Gaines because he kept okay, talking fine. about. I said Jake. You can have Fredo. Oh. Okay, Because cool. he kept talking about Silent Night. The Who Played Fredo Corleone. John Cazale. There we go. John Cazale is... I was really hoping, by some coincidence, it was going to be another actor named Chris Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Oh. <sighs> All right. Um, any technology that changes any of this? Now I want a Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines TV show that's just a shot-for-shot remake of, of Miley Cyrus. Of, no, no. What was that show no, called? We are not insulting Hannah Montana right now. <laughs> Hannah Montana. That's, I'm not insulting When you said that, I thought you were going to say The Odd Couple <laughs> with Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines living together. <laughs> also works. <laughs> No, I need, I need, this is not making fun. I need a shot for a shot. This is more making fun of Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines than it is making fun of Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. But a shot for shot remake of Hannah Montana with Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. And Billy Ray Cyrus not, playing the dad not still. Any, sure. Not any detail changes. <laughs> Everything is exactly the same. Costume design, all of it. Early 2000 teenage girl. Yes. Same songs, same orchestrations, but Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines. Okay. Any technology that would have changed? Um, They would have listened to podcasts in the car. Yeah, I do remember, thanks guys for asking me what I would have done in the 90s oh, in the car. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, what would you have done in the nope, 90s in a too car? Late. For... It's too late. No, I do remember in my dad's car um, when we took long trips, we had one of those like TVs, like one of those small yeah. box screen TVs yeah. that they would put in the middle so that we could watch. This was also the days where you could flip down the seats and ignore, you know, seatbelts. I did have a, yeah. I had a Game Boy sized computer that would pick, a computer, TV that would pick up uh, local channels. Yeah, we'd watch movies in the car. It had like a four foot antenna on it. And you also could not stop. Don't drink water or anything. Not <laughs> stopping to pee. We watched a lot of Jungle to Jungle and Tarzan. Yeah. On a little TV like that. I've probably told this, but my brother when we when my brother and sister were little and we used to take road trips, we had the TVs that came out of the ceiling at that point, but uh my brother, I watched a lot of Star Wars 2. Not Star Wars 5, Star Wars 2. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Yes. A lot of Star Wars 2. All right. I think we actually talked about that on Panelology Maybe that's a couple what it weeks was. ago. I was like, I know yeah. I've talked about this recently. I, I definitely <laughs> quoted that movie and was like, this is definitely a way to get people to read whatever book. <laughs> At which point you offered that you had seen it many times. I have seen it many times. All right. 
Um, Alex, do you have any animal facts for us this week? I swear to God. I do. It is not about spiders. I'm not the monster you think I am. Mm-hmm. This is about snakes. <laughs> Some snakes are known to fly gli- gliding from tree to tree. But these reptiles can actually hurl themselves into the air. There are snakes that can jump. Ugh. Scientists don't know why. They want to know why. I assume they've watched a lot of Space Jam and, well... I actually knew They got a slam. No, uh, surely they, like, coil themselves up into a spring, (laughs) and that's how it works, right? Like Tigger's tail? Yes, exactly. Fun, 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 fun. (laughs) Well, the best thing about Tigger's is I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Watched a lot of Winnie the Pooh in my life. So, are we going to use this to, like, scare people? Is there profit here, or is this just terrifying? (laughs) I think the most appropriate thing for us to do is to start Snake Olympics. We morph into snakes, and we do Snake Olympics. They're like Olympics, but as snakes. So the three of us are going to become snakes and compete in things? Just the three of yes. them. Yes. I mean, I guess you're guaranteed a medal that way. This is like the non-evil alternative to cockfighting. Yeah. Like we'd all train our own snakes, except we'd be our own snakes. There you go. Right. <clears throat> um, I, this this article I'm looking at, which is in National Geographic, talks about the scientists building an entire snake jungle gym to try to teach them to jump to replicate behavior in the wild around this snake jungle gym. I don't like that. I don't either. This is how Planet of the Apes happened. Us teaching them how to jump means that they're going to take over the planet, and I don't like it. The first snake Graham caught happened to be a rather large female who was not, quote, interested in doing this jumping behavior at all. I agree with her. (laughs) But her persistence paid off, and after collecting numerous tree snakes of all shapes and sizes, Graham was able to confirm that snakes in the genus genus Dendrophallus can indeed hurl themselves across a gap. Uh, To do so, snakes slink down below their target, say a tree branch, and then launch themselves upward in a way that their momentum carries them across the gap. That is the definition of jumping. (laughs) That it is. Now that she knows they can, she wants to know why. <laughs> because you made them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put them on a jungle gym, it's a jump snake, jump! <laughs> and then you wonder why they jump. And also, that's kind of a dumb question. Why did you jump, snake? Well, because I was <laughs> over here and I wanted to be over there. <laughs> and now I'm over there. Well, okay. The real answer... You might think that they would that, that that snakes would be a fan of white snake, but they are in fact not. <laughs> Do you know what act they are a fan of? No. Tim's working on it. He's old enough that he might pull it out of there. Nope. He's got enough gray in that beard. Van Halen, because they might as well jump. Oh, okay. 
Nope, I was trying to find something else with the snake bit, not the jump bit. Yep. A little bait and switch there. <sighs> All right. Do we have any listener questions? I didn't see any of those. Uh, I can't get iTunes to work on my computer, so I have no idea if we have any reviews. We do not have any new reviews. Cool. I did not check the listener questions, I but did, you did? Yeah. Awesome. I did not check mail. Um, I have the mail. Day. It never fails. I have the mail. Yes. When it comes, I want to wail mail. Missed a line in there, but yes. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail mail. Better? Is that Blue's Clues? It is Blue's Clues. Yes. Oh, hey. All right. <laughs> Although there was also a song on Bear in the Big Blue House about getting mail. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. All right. So, Tim, we have come to our favorite time of day. I don't know that this is our favorite time of day. It is my favorite time every fortnight. <laughs> All right. Mine too. All right. This is the real reason we do this podcast is just for this this five to ten minutes of torture. <laughs> okay. So, so this what is one, book 32 called? The Separation. And who is narrating it? It is a Rachel book. You do have two down. Very good. And... I believe that Rachel will become separated from the rest of the group. Okay. That is yes. one way to go. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I think it has I've, happened before already to her. It has. It's happened to a couple of them. But yes, I feel like I feel like the group now I've gone a few different ways with this. What is the most absurd way you've gone with this? Uh, they get caught, the, the rest of the gang is caught in some different time than Rachel. Okay. And I don't like that one. Not gonna lie, that probably is going to happen in one of these books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, but I don't like that one. Then I thought that Rachel was going to get trapped on an island. And then I didn't that like David's that on? one. <laughs> and then I, I didn't like that one. So I'm gonna go with that the rest of the Animorphs are going to get captured in some manner. Okay. And Rachel will have to rescue them, and there will be no method of communication. I still think you're playing no. safe, but I appreciate this. I think this is your most coherent uh, <laughs> prediction. Yes. Now, Tim, would you believe we have told you point blank what happens? Oh, I in the course of this episode, it, we have done this for <laughs> nearly forty episodes now. Yes, I absolutely <laughs> believe that y'all have told me in no uncertain terms because you've done it to me so many times now. Have would we? you like to swing for the fences with something we have said uh, as a guess? Have you? I will ask one question. When you told me this, was it in this episode? Yes. What? One of us has said in this episode what happens in the next book. It clearly wasn't me. I'm worried. I feel like that Alex said it, but I'm really, really worried that I was the one that said it, and now I feel like super dumb. <laughs> you know what? I that can... actually would work too. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. I'm going to have to stick with my earlier prediction because okay. I cannot Fair. think of what it is. That's fine. 
Would you like me to read to you now the description? Just show him the cover. The Just show him the cover. I want to see if he can, if that changes. Okay, let me grab it. Oh, I thought you were holding it. Sorry. I was going to say something else. No, I can't remember. What? What was said? I honestly don't know. <laughs> but then again, there was a few times I blocked you two out. Rachel, Rachel gets split into two. Hey, you got it. <laughs> That's what it was. He said double the Rachel. That's oh, what it was. Oh, okay. That's where. Okay. <laughs> double. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you piece it together? I, I wasn't just, here to hear no, it. I didn't. It just jumped in my head because I was trying to think of what we said about Rachel. And that was the only thing I could remember was that you had said double the Rachel. And see what she wore. Ah, now it all makes sense. Yes. Now it all, it's a starfish. Congratulations, Mr. Podcaster. <laughs> you followed the clues. Oh, Whose clues? I, you know what? Let me tell you that that was a brilliant way of working that into the story. Because if you had not walked me there, I would not have gotten there. <laughs> that's how they always work. I swear to God, Megan and I do this yeah, in like every fair. episode. <laughs> oh, they s- I'm the fucking Easter Bunny of Animorph spoilers over here. Oh my goodness. Oh, I can't wait to read this one now. We will have this a guest one, for next week. This one could week. be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun, hopefully. Then again, the last one I said was going to be a lot of fun. Turned out to be kind of horrific. So, yeah. who knows? <laughs> oh, and you just mentioned that we have a guest, so I know this one's going to be a lot of fun. Well, again, the last time I thought it was a lot of fun, it ended up being cannibals. So. <laughs> Can, uh... Can I draw attention to something that I just noticed as I was flipping to find the uh, book description again? There is an FAQ with K.A. Applegate in the back of this book. Oh, please read. Will Tom ever get the yerk out of his head? Tom gets the yerk out of his head every three days (laughs) the yerk pull. Unfortunately, the yerk comes right back. Uh, I'm just going to hit some highlights here. When the Animorphs eat something, like Taco Bell, and then morph something small, an ant, what happens to the food? Z-space. The food is extruded into zero space, where it then becomes part of the tamale pie at your school cafeteria. Oh. <laughs> oh. Who in the world was that crazy woman Rachel met in Megamorphs number one? The crazy woman in the woods was actually me before <laughs> I, uh, me as I am before my morning coffee. I think one of the animorphs should morph a pig. A pig? Well, Marco's already a ham. <laughs> that was much nicer than Alex would have phrased it. <laughs> yep. Um, how in the world did you come up with Z-Space? I knew that it was impossible to exceed the speed of light anywhere in the universe... So I figured I needed a dimension that wasn't exactly part of the universe. I needed space that wasn't space, zero space, and thus I was awarded the Nobel Prize for Physics. (laughs) And finally, will Jake and Cassie ever go on a date? I say finally, this is maybe a third of them. They will, in fact, get married and give birth to wolves. What? No, that can't be right. (laughs) You mean there is also a word jumble in the back of this? Yeah, one. I was just looking at that. Do you think every time they go on a mission, they consider that a date? I hope not. Do you think Rachel and Tobias do? 
Absolutely. <laughs> what about Axe and Marco? <laughs> They're already secretly Andalite married. This is fair. All right. It just hit me that there were no new morphs this book. There were no new morphs this book. Unless. Unless. While they were bored in the old hunting cabin and found all those spiders, <laughs> they acquired and took turns morphing them. I really don't think that's going to happen. Okay, do we want to talk about... Here's here's a thing. It's a little late now. Do we want to talk about what the contingency plan would have been if Tom had not come outside? Because I'm guessing super venomous snake bite. I had a hard time piecing together what they would have done. Like, how were they watching Tom while he was inside? That would have sort of led me to what their plan was to stop it. Bird hanging outside the window. Just like, yeah. constantly flapping. Staying right here. And you're going, that's just, weird. Just so, like... Hummingbird. They need hummingbird more. The bird was just treading air? Yep. Yep. You mean flying? <laughs> No, not the same thing, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> Hovering. Hovering, yes. That is the word for treading air. Treading air, you know, water hovering. <laughs> My dog is not amused. I really enjoy it when Meg starts to laugh so hard she mutes the, 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 the microphone. I don't want to cough into your I ear. I know, but I know it's a really good one then. Oh. All right. We'd like to thank Christina Red Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit Chaos Does Art on Instagram. Peep our social meds at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Our website is mindsatyerk.com, and you can spell yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean and Spotify. If we're not on your podcatcher of choice, let us know, and we will get on it. Alex? Yeah. Okay, uh, I couldn't tell if you had froze just, or if you like were just we waiting. Got through it real quick that time. I wasn't sure if we were going to plug things. And oh, you mentioned God, that I'm on... that's right. Yes, plug things. You both yes. have done things recently. We all yes. have done things recently. Yes, you have recently been on my other podcast, and I have recently been on your other podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's bizarre. I went on Judging Book Covers to talk about a play that I am a big fan of. Not comics. And had a fun time. Not Animorphs. A play. I'm glad you had fun. A play. We enjoyed having you. The thing that I do professionally. I went on Panelology and talked to comics. And Buffy. Yes, Buffy. Tim. Yeah. I did a thing for a podcast called Tunnels. Yeah, you're going to need to be a little more specific than that. Yeah, that doesn't help. Okay. Uh, I had a little part in a mini episode of a podcast called tunnels that's a that's an audio drama podcast about monsters and it's really cool and it's fun and everybody should listen to it i believe there's three seasons out 
Awesome. Yeah, it's good times. Anything else you're going to be on? Is Tunnels a spiritual successor to Holes? No. It's very different. Very different. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be on judging book covers here coming up before too long. (laughs) After this episode, I think a week after this episode. Oh, is it that soon? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then I'm going to be on judging book covers very soon. And we're going <laughs> to huh. talk about a fun book. I think it was a book that came out. It was on the bestseller list when one of us was born. Probably when... not me because I'm old. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of judging book covers, we are going to have Stephanie Cortez, my co-host of judging book covers on next week. That's going to be great. Yes. Yes, it will. She has maybe read an Animorphs book. She is going to be in for a trip, hopefully. Did you say next week? Next episode. Next fortnight. You know, my days all run together. I spent the entire (laughs) day thinking it was Thursday. Technically, Tim, when this airs, it will be next week. Yeah. I suppose you're right. I can't argue that. Suppose correctly. Don't mansplain the t- the time space continuum. I hate you both. Please close this podcast. Somebody say when. When. My feathers melted. That's not all that melted. I'm Megan. My name was Alex. I was Tim. And until then, we fight. You're at this angle that it looks like you just have a mustache, and it was very mm-hmm. awkward. <laughs>